Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 362 or 363? 362. Whatever's on the board. I don't trust the board. Yeah, the board. It's close. 360 something. <laughs> That's how you should number them from That's now on. Yes. <laughs> 360 something. Yeah, so we're in the ATC studios. We are. And um, we normally we have a sheet of all of the movies that we talk about, but today we have it on the big monitor, which is I know. Is cool. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, a, uh, it's like a 90-inch monitor, too. It's fantastic. <laughs> Slowly saving paper. Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why. It wasn't because we forgot it at Chris's house on the drive over. And no, right lunch. after we said everything is here and ready to go in a neat stack of paper, including all the advertising stuff, so we won't forget it. Mm. That's and exactly you... what we said right before we left and forgot. <laughs> you left the pile? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's in the pile we need to remember. But yes. <laughs> that pile, though. But I do like this big board. I like it on the big board mm-hmm. now. I think we're going to start doing big board every week. Yeah, well, man, we should. We touch, should go big board, uh, big boys and the big boy big table. <laughs> Uh, we deserve a big board. We do a big board. I like this. I like being in the studio. I, I like there's a it's waiting a room. Too. There's yeah. a there's a fridge with yeah. cool drinks. There's a yep. tea and coffee. We've method. got Aaron pretending he's doing stuff next We've got to us. Aaron doing stuff. I'm doing a lot of things. <laughs> he really is. Aaron is quite skilled over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's playing Tetris. He's playing Tetris. He's updating his uh, Instagram page. It's fantastic. <laughs> he's wearing a Batman shirt. God bless him. So uh, we got a lot of movies to talk about today. Well, let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. You want to inter- you want to say the movies first? Beauty and the Beast, the yes. girl with all the gifts, and the uh, was it the Belko experiment? The Belko experiment. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about all of them. And then uh, uh, and an Elijah Wood retrospective that our yes. guest saw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> was That's playing at the Wembley. <laughs> It was playing at Elijah Wood's house. <laughs> 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 he only plays his own movies when you go to his house. It's a cool house, but you just yeah. have to sit through everything like... he's ever done. Um, here's our guest, ladies and gentlemen, comedian Ramon Rivas the second. Hello, thank you for having you me. You go before. part two. How do you uh, do? Uh, the second sequel. Yeah, the sequel. Second first time guest. Two. Mm-hmm. Yes, first time guest Ramon mm-hmm. Rivas. We met. Uh, we did a Doug Loves Movies. I'd say a year ago in the Zanies in Rosemont. Yeah. And then we worked together. At the Zanies in St. Saint- Charles. Yeah. That fantastic pheasant run gig. That's such a, it's, it, it just feels like you froze comedy at a certain time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Just the wood panel and the whole, just the whole vibe. It's cool. It was a cool room, though. It is a cool room. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of black and white headshots from mm-hmm. like 1987 up there. Yeah, that's all the Zanies. Yeah. Especially the Old Town one. The Old Town one is so awesome. Like you can just feel. Oh, history. it's so great. The Old Town one, the downtown Chicago, it's this old room. It's long and narrow. You would never design a comedy club this It used way. to be a strip club. Yeah, it used to be a strip club like 30, 40 years ago. So it's long and narrow, but I just love it. Oh. There's all these. My headshot from when I was like 19 is up there. Oh, shit. Still? Uh, still. Oh, oh yeah. that's great. It's like, oh, you can see all the, like Paul Gilmartin and Guy O'Beelum. And guy will be them with like short hair and <laughs> no dreadlocks, and it's like uh, Jimmy Dore, Jimmy Part. Like it's 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 a all museum, man. Yeah. All the Jimmys, all the Chicago <laughs> Jimmys are up there. Jim McHugh, <laughs> all of them. That's a great name for a club, it Chicago is. Jimmys. <laughs> it sounds like a mob thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah let this but not sh- apostrophe, just an S. Chicago Jimmys. It also you don't know like how a, many. Sounds like a type of hot dog too, like a little hot dog. Right. <laughs> Just, I just want a Chicago Jimmy. Yeah. Do you What's want it spicy problem? or yeah. do you want it? <laughs> yeah. Give, give me two Chicago Jimmys and a Baltimore Dan. <laughs> Hold the pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Baltimore so, Dan's are too thick. So let's uh, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. Now, I will say uh, we were all ready to go see this, but you know, this weekend sometimes a lot of things happen. We had two little league games, we had gymnastic practice, we had a sleepover. And I don't know what the kids did, but my weekend I know, was full. Like you yeah. and Audrey had a sleepover. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a really full weekend, but uh, but the kids are excited to see it. Uh, we will be seeing it this coming weekend, but you had a chance to see it. I want to see what you thought of Beauty and the Beast. What is fantastic is I, I this is the first time, I think, in over 400 episodes of doing this show that I saw the Disney movie and yeah, you before, didn't. Yeah, before, yeah, before me. The two kids didn't see it, but the road comic, <laughs> who had a lot yes. of time to kill in right. Appleton, Wisconsin, um, saw three movies. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, a uh, big shout out to everybody at Skyline who came out to Skyline Comedy Cafe last mm-hmm. weekend. A lot of film nerd fans. It was awesome. It was great seeing you guys. I, I, every time I work that club, there's always a lot of fans that come out, which is really cool throughout mm-hmm. the weekend. So thanks for that. Uh, so I saw Beauty and the Beast. Um, I saw it in 3D. Wow. Which was pretty cool. Did it? Was it necessary? No. Okay. It's not. It's and when's the last time you've seen the animated movie? It's probably been years, right? It's been years. So, mm-hmm. Did you go to the theater and see the animated movie? No. Okay. That I saw like on TV or on a plane or right. something like that. Or like my nieces were really young at the time, and so mm-hmm. they would watch it on a loop or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've just seen yeah, that it's one. It's like Lion King. If you have kids it's anywhere just, in your life, you've seen Lion King multiple a times. A bunch of yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I went in there. Again, I'm not... I literally had a whole day. I had nothing to do. So Mm. that's why I went to, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see Beauty and the Beast 3D. (laughs) Um, But I went in there, all kids in the theater on a Saturday afternoon. So not a quiet movie experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Not expected to be. Not not expected. I guess you you weren't expecting (laughs) it to be. (laughs) I was like, oh, I realize I'm the guy out of place. Have you been in a movie going experience like that where you're one of the few adults around a bunch of kids? Like, did was you it? sit in the back with a trench coat on? <laughs> <laughs> I did sit in the back. I, I, I didn't have a trench coat, thank God. I just wanted to see, like, if it, if you could tell if the film was compelling to watch for that age bracket. Because I'm sure you're a little detached from, like, this isn't, they didn't make this movie for Graham Elwood. You know? <laughs> no. They spent $160 million and there's no vegan martial arts or surfing anywhere in this movie. They should have made Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. What's up? It was it was messed up. No, you're right. No, that's a good point. The kids and the families were having a great time mm-hmm. because, it, as I've talked about, I'm not a giant musical fan, but Disney knows how to do a musical. Right. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And they know that I'm not their demographic, but they know that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they didn't even try to, the, like... The pe- point for you was, like, well, maybe he'll bring his nieces or Right, nephews. right. <laughs> it's, and, and if I... The people in my age group, like you, Chris, we're in the mm-hmm. same age group, who have kids, if I had kids, I would have been entertained. Gotcha. In the sense that Disney knows... They know how to put on a show. Yes. Mm-hmm. They just... Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. And... The musical numbers, uh, you know, it's all the musicals, the numbers from that film. So they're engaging. She's a a fine actress, um, Emma Watson, Watson. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's it's funny because Ryan Gosling was offered the role uh, of the Beast but turned it down to shoot La La Land. And And he couldn't show his abs. And he couldn't show his abs. If (laughs) I can't show my abs, there's no point doing this. And Emma Watson turned down La La Land to do this. So... Uh, who lost in that scenario? Ooh. I'm not sure. I, it depends if Emma Watson got some of that like merchandising money. 
then she wins. If she got merchandising money, she wins, like, hands down. If she didn't, then she's like, I could have an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, there's no there's no, <laughs> there's no, jazz club playset being sold from La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> but they should. Yeah. I'd buy the shit out of that. As a guy that has John Coltrane albums, I would absolutely buy that. So this wasn't, like, a typical— Here's the alcoholic. Here's the heroin addict. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of the movies they make for kids do have those. I don't know if they're called Easter eggs, but like there's a layer for kids and then there's a layer for adults to yes. enjoy too. This doesn't have that. I didn't know. Okay. It doesn't like a lot of the Pixar movies have those mm-hmm. things that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This really was like, I, I sort of feel like Disney with certain properties like this one, they go, this doesn't. We don't mess with this one. Right. Like but we, they did mess with it. Well, they By mess, even doing it. Right. Well, I I guess that's a good point. Like did they need to do a live action version of an already hugely successful animated movie? And I would say, yeah, it was interesting in that sense because it's just a completely different medium and then with the 3D, which you don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. But it was cool because you they made this cool world that was very, you know, it's fantasy Disneyland yeah. but it is rule and and the the prosthetic and CG of the beast was pretty was pretty awesome yeah. and the scary forest with the wolves and stuff like that so they did some kind of cool things it wasn't like jungle book which was almost all computer generated yeah it was the whole backdrop and all of the characters are computer generated mm-hmm. you really only had the beast and some of the wolves and the and stuff like that a couple and and also i'm sorry all of the characters that come to life right the, the candelabra the candelabra and, and, and that yeah. was cool and that's that to me to, to to your point ramon did they need to remake this for those things yeah because to see them come to life in a live action film is actually cooler and more powerful mm-hmm. than in animation that's what you get to do in animation. Anything can come to life and jump around. Now, like, as a civilian who saw this without children, as a, <laughs> as a civilian, because like, uh, having children yeah. is a military yes. exercise. Um, now, would you say because you um, have these beloved animated characters that you're putting into a live action movie, did like, say, Cogsworth, The Clock, and uh, Lumiere, The Candelabra, did they have that charm that they did in the animated version? Yeah, they did have the charm because... The technology is great. Disney mm-hmm. knows how to do this CG. So these these inanimate objects, when they came to life, it, they did have personalities the okay. way you would with... Um, like, a, like a Transformer? Yeah, or like a... Almost like a good mocap, like really, like, almost like Planet of the Apes type style mm. mocaps in terms of facial expressions. It's not... There's not that intense emotion of this mm-hmm. of like Planet of the Apes, but... What you're, it, it was really cool. It was really inventive. And then to your point of, then the kids are like all giggling of these four or five-year-olds are laughing at the funny things that the Talking Clock is saying. So mm-hmm. it really, it resonated with the audience it's trying to resonate with. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, Emma Watson's a good singer. And that, it was all, it was all interesting. I think if you, um, have kids obviously i would highly recommend this mm-hmm. it's a blast if you <clears throat> i think if you saw the animated when you were younger and now you're a little bit older and so you have fond memories of the animated thing i think you would enjoy this as well mm. because um it's just sort of interesting 
I, you know, because it's live action, so it, and almost, it hit, all, hit all the same beats and notes as the animator. Yeah, right? it hit all the same beats and notes, and it, it also. So no one walked out of the movie going, "That was nothing like I thought it would be." No, Disney only the people Di- who saw it in 4D and had to R- smell Josh Gad. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the only. Thing. Yeah, Josh Gad is is. Doing... That's such a weird to go from uh, what's his face Gosling to Gad. Right. It mm-hmm. it's. Josh Gad. He played Gaston's uh, sidekick, Side, sidekick, right? He plays Gaston. The guy who plays Gaston, um, that actor who I have in here. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Thank you very much. He from does the a, Hobbit. He does, <laughs> pardon? From The Hobbit. From The Hobbit. Yeah, from The Hobbit. He does a great job playing Gaston. And that Dracula movie that only Neil saw. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah he's he's great he plays a great guest on he's an arrogant dick who thinks the world revolves around him when he sings his song to intro who he is about how mm-hmm. great he is it's great and he's mm-hmm. dancing around this like huge whatever restaurant or whatever they would call it back then tavern tavern yeah, restaurant <laughs> he's at the Denny's back in old yeah. in old old France <laughs> old France um, and and you know Luke uh, Josh Gad is doing his he's being all Josh Gaddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that's the only thing, and I don't think this is a complaint of the movie so much as, and I don't dislike Josh Gad, but it's the thing, and we've talked about it. It's a lot of setup for saying that you're not going to dislike him. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm not a fan of Josh Gad, but. He hasn't done anything to make you his fan. Right, and it's also, and this part I understand, this is the this is the problem that happens to so many comedians. They get. They break into the movies doing their thing, and then Hollywood tells them, just keep doing this thing over and over. So I always get like, come on. You know, like I've seen him do this guy a million times. Mm, right. um, so, and again, that's why I'm, I'm <laughs> going down such a long road, because I don't want to just come out and go, oh, I hate Josh Gad. I'm tired of his bullshit, because that's not accurate. That's not fair. You just want, you just, you're just ready for him to step it up. I'm ready for him to do something else. Yeah. That yeah. is a funny critique, though. I just, I'm tired of his bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and because again, it's, I know, I know how this system works. Like he's works. personally mm-hmm. doing it specifically because you don't like it. Right. Yeah. And he's, it's a swipe at me. Yes. I mean, it takes a while. It took Jonah Hill years to. Right get out of that to break out that yeah. role they were kept putting him in mm-hmm. you know? and i think that's that's why i can't be too and it's crit- the whole of hollywood it happens mm-hmm. to a lot of uh, actors that's, and comedians it's why i can't because I, I know the, how the system works i can't be mad at josh gad because his agent is only giving him these you're offered this script doing this guy the right. same way and this guy with the glasses this like I and mean, if you don't do this one then you won't work again right? yeah. mm-hmm. and there's always that fear so too. it's like i gotta take this and i don't blame him of course I would have taken that role to be in Beauty of the Beast, the $160 million budget. So, Do you, do you think that this generation of kids will prefer this live version over the animated version? Or do, is the animated version question. hands down all, all the time? Well, that's a, that's a great question because, you know, if they— I can answer it next week. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris is the guy to ask. I don't know. That's a great question because if you were to suddenly, like, I grew up on— you know, all the animated ones. Yeah, me too. Because my kids loved both Jungle Books. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they really had a favorite. They're just like, it was different. That's a great question. Because, yeah, I grew up with Jungle Book. And so the one that came out last year, I thought was awesome. So I kind of, that's Bec- what. That's, because you loved the original. Because part. I love the original. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like this would have the same effect. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like offended at this one because mm-hmm. it's not the animated. Because they are two different mediums and they, 
there is a fair amount of time. It's not as much time as Jungle Book had between them. Yeah. But I, I think you're going to like it because it's just it's different enough, but yet still staying true to the core of it. So are, do you think this is full on like now we're just in the midst of Disney's just going to live version all their movies? Because we're right Jungle in the middle Book? of it. Yes. Yeah. For sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yes. Because there's yeah. too much money to be made. Yeah, I'm sure they're working on uh, Little um, Mermaid. They're working on... Uh, um, Sword in the Stone would be so dope. Sword in the Stone would be a good right? one. Right, right. I, I yeah. love Sword in the Stone. That's why That's I'm like sort of. I, I, you know, there's been a um, there's been a Twenty Thousand Leagues one in development for a while. I don't know if that will see the light of day, but I I would think too the ones that were the live action ones would also be really ripe for remake, like Swiss Family Robinson, mm-hmm. Treasure Island. Those would be great remakes to make now. Yeah. Instead of making an you know an eighth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I agree. Like we talk about this a lot on this show. The, the remake they just keep if they're running out of ideas the way like the networks are doing Lethal Weapon 2 or Lethal oh Weapon 2. Training Day. Yeah, Take Training it. Day. It's like that drives me nuts, but like taking something that was in one medium and putting it in another properly, properly creatively, creatively mm-hmm. interest in using the technology now that you have at your disposal that you mm-hmm. didn't have back then whenever that original was made. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious to see what your kids think of this next cool. week, Chris. Okay, I'll let you know. All right. All right, next movie is The Girl with All the Gifts. Now, I was excited to see this movie because uh, Walking Dead was so boring on Sunday. Mm. It's, you know, when you have a zombie show, uh, do something more than having people talk to each other for over an hour. <laughs> Occasionally, you'd like to see a zombie. Mm. Um, it's it, it really felt like it was one of those problems with a, a show like, well, we've got... 12 episodes, but only 10 episodes of story. What do you do with those extra two? You got to draw it out. But anyway, so I saw The Girl with All the Gifts. This is a great zombie movie. It's a it's a different type of zombie movie. It does share some characteristics with the PS4 game Last of Us um, in, a, in a sense that the uh, zombie infection is spore-based mm. uh, and uh, parasitic in, in some ways. But... What I loved about this movie is the way it unfolded. It starts off, there's just a bunch of kids in like those, um, uh, in straps and um, like those Hannibal Lecter type masks and they're into a classroom, they're going into a classroom. Like what's going on? Like like the way it unfolds is so interesting. Uh, and basically they're called hungries. Like if they get the, a certain scent of humans, um, they go nuts and start clicking their teeth and want to basically eat people. Zomb- they zombify everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is this group of kids that were born that are infected with this disease, but also they're still able to think and comprehend. So they're being studied by the military and the military scientists. And the head scientist is Glenn Close, and she's fantastic in this movie. Is she just pure evil? Or? She is, no, that's what was so great about it. Like, you know, she's experimenting on these kids, but. Uh, it was written so well that um, it would be easy to like, oh, the evil scientist experimenting on the kids. But she was actually um, had different sides to her. Like, uh, like, look, I don't I understand. Like when one of the teachers is saying, I can't do this anymore. This is horrible. What are you doing to these kids? OK, they're not kids. They're infected. They'll eat you if they can. Um, I don't like what's going on, but I have no choice. I'm trying to save humanity. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of if I need to sacrifice or experiment on these kids to save humanity, I'm going to do it. This isn't a moral decision. So it really it justified these characters so much more as like, nope, I'm going to do this. I don't give a shit or whatever. Uh, the movie took the time to develop these characters and their motivations, so which is something you don't always see in a horror movie. I really think we're getting to the point now where 
studio horror movies and indie horror movies are almost two completely different genres because the indie horror movies are taking it seriously, like Get Out and all these other ones, whereas the studio ones just don't give a shit. They're literally throwing everything out and gore and, and whatever. But this one, um, it took the time to do uh, story, character, pacing, development, everything there. And everything that I liked about a horror movie where you're like, oh, we're kind of confined in this little tiny space in this military base. I'd love to see the world open up a little bit more. And sure enough, a couple scenes later, that's what you get to see. So the and they writer, only had a four yeah. million pound budget, so they didn't that's have- That's it. Uh-uh. Well, that's yeah, the thing I love about it. this uh-huh. because the Cole McCarthy, the director, really only comes from TV, according to his IMDb. He's done yes. Peaky Blinders and, uh, and Sherlock, Endeavor, Doctor Who. But I feel like in the- UK like those are their TVs a little more prestigious and done a little more like film. Yes, America's starting to get a little right, like right. that, but definitely over there, like I feel like that's where the I mean, those are some of the most. I think that's an excellent point. And yeah. also, you have government. This was like government funded through the lottery. Oh, you know? the government so, helping on funding yeah. artists. You it, awful hippies. We yeah. should be big. They should and be spending like more money on movie. more. And it's <laughs> they fund a zombie movie. That's so great. So, and then as I was watching this movie, you can always tell like a tightly written script, like this can't be this writer's first screenplay. So I looked up the writer. I didn't realize it was Mike Carey, who is not only a, uh, a screenwriter, he wrote the book that this is based on. Oh, wow. He's also a comic book writer. And, mm. uh, you know, whenever you're a comic book writer, at some point you've written an X-Men comic. I think every writer has gotten, <laughs> has, got, has done an X-Men Legally, comic. Legally, you Yeah, there was an X-Men to. comic. That's like their Comics Unleashed credit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got these, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got that one. Uh, so so here's a, a writer that just comes from all these different mediums and all these different backgrounds. And you could tell because the care went into the script. We're like, all right, we're just not going to do a bunch of set pieces with zombies eating people. We're going to take the time to develop these characters and move the story along and make it logically make sense. And also um, have an ending that you won't expect coming. Nice. So it's a really uh, nicely plotted, nicely put out um, uh, indie horror movie. It's low budget. also shows that you don't need a giant budget for horror or Mm-mm. for even an apocalyptic horror movie now. Uh, but Mike Carey, if you want to check out some of his other work, too, he did um, uh, a run on Lucifer, which was the spinoff from Sandman. And also the book that uh, series that I just read was called Suicide Risk, which was a really good uh, comic series about a, uh, a world where – there were only supervillains and no superheroes, and there was a reason for that. And even when a superhero emerged, they became evil. So, what? And this was like a cop in San Diego was trying to figure it out, like oh, what was going wow. on. So it's it's a really cool story. So check out Girl with All the Gifts. It's a great low budget horror movie. It sounds very fulfilling to watch. It is. It's yeah. one of those movies after it stays with you a little bit because it makes you think a little bit about it. And uh, it was just a, it's a good low budget horror it's movie. So, it's so cool you say that because like mm-hmm. we talked about Get Out and I know you saw that. Mm-hmm. What was your take on? I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed and I, I feel like I enjoyed it most because like to see a dude who charged up his his credit in the game comedically and then was just like, I'm just going to make a horror movie that has nothing to do with. Right. Like it was funny. There was funny moments, but it was just like a very like just well-made film and like. The way it was shot, like it was very, there's a lot of, uh, the framing of things was very horror-esque, but it wasn't like, there was no, you know, super. um, uh, Like slasher. Yeah, there wasn't like a super super being. It wasn't anything. It was just kind of just the humanity of people. Uh, There's so many layers to it, like 
the racism of the white people and how they kind of may have prejudged him and his people as violent, whatever, their races, their racism turned him into what they preconceived him of right. by the end of the movie. So just like all that type of layering was like great. Like I'm like, oh, this is just a good movie. Um, and then it's also cool to just see, you know, something get made and be successful. Oh, it's done over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get Out is blown up, which is so cool. And it's a Bloomhouse movie, so you know the budget was low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, their, I think it was in the $4 million range. I forget. Yeah, what, I know we talked about last That's usually their, their range around uh, there. Aaron is nodding yes, $4 million. Going back to your split of like big five, budget. Five, $5 million. $5 million was the get out budget. Your, your big budget horror movies versus like the indie side. I feel like the indie side used to be the campy B, like guts. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like then the it's it's switched. So like now it's almost the, the it's high budget B movies getting made. Yeah. We had the big studios, and then like the very are like artistic stuff is in the small indie stuff. Yep. It's actually got the storytelling, and it's not just. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's it's such a good point because they're not. Yeah, the the last Blair Witch movie was awful. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have the low budget doesn't have the money for the big. I feel like the big budget ones are just caught up in the guts and the CG ghosts and the people crawling on the ceiling or whatever. They they don't give a shit about story. Whereas mm-hmm. when you only have four or five million dollars, you have to have a good story. You because have to be more creative. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't just use all these effects and slasher and blood. And yeah, all you that could other stuff. you could see that with like the progression of the hostels from like the shock of like the first one being like, oh man, that's and then like progressively just like, all right, well, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> 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 well, that's cool. It is. It is. It is. You know, and the fact that Get Out made this much money. <laughs> Um, you're, it's, uh, they're going to make more <laughs> cool ones. Hopefully, like, let's hope Get Out 2 isn't just like, oh, CG awfulness with no story. Like, I hope they keep, keep uh, Get Out 2 will be from, uh, when the real cops show up on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get Outer. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I saw the Belko experiment. Now this was another $5 million movie. Um, I got to ask this because I, this really, when I saw the trailer, did this feel like a, um, because James Gunn is so uh, successful now, one of the scripts he had in his trunk that couldn't get made 10 years ago, and then he just kind of sold it off. It might be, but I mean, I don't know. He, he, as he said, he dropped out of directing, and Greg McLean and ended up uh, directing it. And Greg McLean has done, uh, you know, he's done The Darkness, he's done some Wolf Creek episodes, and, you know, he did Rogue. He's So he's kind of a, a low-budget, somewhat horror-thriller-type guy. Uh, and a, apparently James Gunn dropped out because he didn't like the level of violence, and he was going through a, a, a tough divorce from the office's Jenna Fisher. So, so he didn't like the level of violence in the divorce? Yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah. He was just, just like, not enough. Yeah. I, I need a break. How much am I going to lose? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this movie is a cross between um, The Purge and The Raid and Battle Royale. I felt like I was watching, if you ever saw Battle Royale from 2000. First of all, movie, love all those movies. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, I saw the trailer for this and was like, yeah, like let's do this. And so it's very much a kind of like in The Purge has the social commentary of society and what would what human nature but this movie is all about uh 
corporations manipulating us into forcing us into have to do awful things. So mm. it's a documentary. It's a, yeah. it's a documentary. It's what's <laughs> happening in America right now. I mean, if you look at this, so America is has the single greatest collection of wealth in the history of mankind, and yet over half of this country is barely getting by mm -hmm. because it hasn't been dispersed properly. And you've got whatever, crime, stress. America, when you... And it's it's relevant to this film because in the beginning of the movie, the, the Belko... Uh, Shades of the Hunger Games, really. Yes, yes for sure. Mm -hmm. The beginning, it takes place in Colombia. And so they've all been flown in. They're mainly Americans. There's like one Brit that have been flown in for this job. And the Belko company is a, quote, is a non-for-profit. And so they all think they're doing this noble work. And it's in Colombia. And so they're lining up to go to work and there's higher security that day. And then wow, why are the Colombians being sent home? So it's kind of an indictment of American corporatization, American globalization, mm. and how Americans are, we're a little bit culpable because we're just a part of this consumer machine. And so it, it has the, you know, if you look at, there's been studies like Americans are the least, we have the most money, but we're the least happy. We, you mm -hmm. know, like we're more stressed out and mainly because we got to work so much and minimum wage doesn't pay your bills and all that sort of stuff is kind of infused into this movie a little bit on top of then there's just crazy purge style, the raid fighting. This is the one where violence. the building like closes and it's like They're you have in the... a half hour to kill a bunch of people. Right. Mm. So there's this moral dilemma. The first thing happens, the building locks up and the voice, the you know, voice of God comes on and says, you know, you got to kill like two people in the next 30 minutes otherwise, and they don't. And so then now they're pitted against each other. There's 80 of you in the building, you know, 30 of you are going to die immediately. And there's some stuff in there that's a little like you really got to suspend your disbelief. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. I think going in, you would know that, though. Yeah. That's most movies. Yeah. But this, I mean, yeah, you, exactly. If you're going in and there's a company that's going to lock people into a building and make them have to kill each other, you're just, and none of their families are going to ask what happened. Like, yeah, no yeah. one's going to go, hey, where's my son or daughter? Or, my, you know, so. You're already on board. You're already on <laughs> yeah, board. Yeah, so yeah. those things are minor. And then there's just crazy stuff that happens. And you see, you know, it's very intentional. The director does a great job. When they're all in the office and they're all just nice and playing around office and everyone's all friendly and then slowly as the company makes it worse and worse, they... Some pieces of Lord of the Flies then too. Mm -hmm. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So now I'm getting, I'm getting excited to see this now. I would recommend watching it. It's a lot mm -hmm. of fun and it's got, it's not just, you know... So mainly though, it's about James Gunn's divorce. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um... But yeah, so it's it's I think it's worth seeing. I mean, if you liked Purge, if you liked Battle Royale, if you mm -hmm. liked um, the the raid, I think you'll like this. Okay, I think you'll like this a lot. And I, I guess there's and they ended the film with a like, there's going to be a second one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think they. Basically, I love when they build sequels into <laughs> the first movie. Like, just just the confidence coming. in yourself. It is. They're like, we did this for five million. If it makes fifty million or more, mm -hmm. there's another All one right. coming. So uh, uh, 
we have a sponsor today. Oh, we snap. do. HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com. Yes. We've been using these guys for months. Uh, loving them. We're doing the family meal and uh, all really good food. We had some pork burgers that were really, really good with like apple slices. Everything comes fresh right to your door. Um, and there's different varieties. Like I said, we do the family version, but there's a vegetarian version. There's if you're just a couple, there's two a people, version there's for two tri- people. Two people box. Yeah, well, we, we've done that. We've mm-hmm. we've found. I like it because it's getting us out of our sort of comfort zone of like cooking stuff that's just sort of easy and the, and the same and the thing same, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the same, same thing every week every like, every uh-huh. week and it's like well, let's try and this. when you've got kids man you fall into that trap instantly yeah, yeah that's yeah. how you let's get pizza let's get mcdonald's right let's get yeah this bullshit yeah. and this, it, it's great to have it delivered and it's fresh there's always produce in there even with, if it's a meat dish there's still you're going to sneak vegetables in there somewhere for your kids and it's um, there's always interesting stuff and and i'm always like i don't i never would have gone out and and mm. bought these things. Bought these no. specific or them, ingredients. Or put them together in this order. Yeah. <laughs> or ordered it at a restaurant, probably. Yeah, yeah you exactly. you wound right. up being like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll just get what I normally get. Yeah, we had like zucchini crusted chicken. Oh, know, that like, sounds it was, banging. It was really good. And I will say this about their customer service. Like, we got uh, a couple of uh, chicken thighs that were like little gristly. So they said, hey, if you have any problems, give us a uh, an email. I sent them an email, said it wasn't, there was a problem. And uh, they gave us a free meal. Nice. To uh, uh, comedy for a great customer service for HelloFresh.com. But as fans of comedy film nerds, we're not going to let you pay full no. price. No. No. Use the coupon code. Now, this is different from last time. Uh, just so you know, there was a correction. It's uh, Comedy Film Nerds 35, and you'll yes. get uh, $35 off your initial purchase. Comedy Film Nerds 35. HelloFresh.com. Yep. So I have a couple meals, especially like if your company locks you in your building and you have to fight your way how, out of it. How else are you going to get it? Get food? You yeah. have to have it delivered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have it on hand, ready to yeah, make a yeah, nice exactly. meal while you kill your coworkers to survive. Yeah, with the ice packs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. HelloFresh.com. Comedy Film Nerds 35. All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about uh, now. We were talking about some trailers. Some, yeah, let's do some trailers. Oh wait, no. Let's talk about Ramon. Oh, that's yeah. You there's a couple uh, Elijah Wood movies yeah. that you've seen recently. Well, you were asking me like what indie films I like. I, I everything's up, illuminated. Everything is illuminated, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, it's based on a book. But I just kind of randomly, I don't even remember why. It was, I I. This was still like a video store era, like watch. Like I went right. and just kind of grabbed a couple films. You would do something that um, uh, younger people, they don't understand the word, but you would do something like browse. Yeah, 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 which you do on Netflix, but you yeah. kind of have to know what you're browsing for on Netflix. Right. Where you, I would literally just walk around like, oh, mm-hmm. that cover looks interesting. Yeah. The same way people used to buy albums. They, they right. don't buy <laughs> albums anymore. Um, because this, uh, this movie came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a little older, but... Uh, it, it, it's a beautiful it, It's a beautiful film, so it's, a, it's about this... Um, and it was directed by Lev Schreiber, mm-hmm. which is uh, he, I like his acting, I, and this is this is pretty cool. Yeah, it had a lot of it had this uh, the lead singer of Gogo Bordello, which is like a punk band. He was one of the main leads, and he's he plays this Russian guy who kind of gives uh, Americans like a um, what is it like a birthright tour almost, or just kind of like oh, you want to learn about your Jewish family history, your ancestry. Kinda, yeah, 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 yeah. So they would just kind of take you through. And it was this Elijah Wood played a really uptight kind of like didn't really lit like he bat he was very specific about how he like cut things and ate things and just very seemed neurotic, and then went on this trip. A little OCD, OCD type yeah. of dude. And he goes on this trip to kind of just learn about his family, 
and uh, they go wind up going through like a whole bunch of Holocaust locations, and the dude, the dude's, uh, the Russian guy's like grand, curmudgeonly grandfather, and like his dog come with them for some yeah. reason. So that's what's so interesting about this movie. As dark as that subject material sounds. The way it's shot is bright and beautiful with these mm-hmm. sweeping green landscapes and stuff. It's really uh, an interesting movie. And there's a lot of just very uh, sharp but dark humor mo- moments in it that are just very, uh, I don't know. It was a very rich film. And I, I watched that like around the same time as Green Street Hooligans, which oddly also has Elijah Wood in mm-hmm. it, uh, and like Charlie Hunnam. And uh, oh, is this an Irish accent, yeah. Charlie Hunnam, like actual accent, Charlie yeah. Hunnam? And uh, Elijah... I wonder if he's gonna finally get to do a movie with Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and Elijah Wood again played a very nebbishy, like kind of mm. uptight American dude who goes over there. I think he went to visit his sister, and then he winds up. It's pretty much like Fight Club centered around soccer, <laughs> uh, but it's a good, it's a good movie. So those were both very good. I'm but, ki- cool. Well, that's awesome because I'm I'm just looking at uh, I'm looking at Elijah Wood's uh, filmography here. On Killing it's the bigger game, than though. you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's ma- it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's he's huge. been acting since he's like six. Yeah, and and he's in a ton of movies. Like he's even like in a, he does like cameos and stuff too. He's like in a, a cameo in a Spy Kids movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like he's like in everything. I give him credit because he because because looking at his filmography, he's he obviously has done big budget stuff. And, yeah, Lord you know, of the get, Rings. Lord of the Rings gets the bills paid, but then yeah, I, this was like right around Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. time right. in 2005. 2006 when I watched and, and I love that he's then yeah I'm gonna do some quirky indie films I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. this is really cool and then so. also Wilfred like he yeah, went, yeah, he, yeah that's like true that. too yeah, Wilfred was like bizarre <laughs> as yeah. shit man I give him full credit for that mm-hmm. that's awesome alright uh, go DVDs well let's talk about the trailers oh the trailers keep forgetting the trailers see right the, board the board is throwing me off it's too big mm. can't, <laughs> just can't see the giant yes. thing at the top of it <laughs> um, look the Coco trailer now this is Pixar's version of Book of Life. Okay. Uh, this is uh, I remember when I'm watching the, the trailer. Sort of a thing. Yes, yeah, and pretty much okay. The uh, the Mexican mythology and with the you know the people the Day of the Dead, the skeletons, and then the city that everyone lives in after they they die. And, and uh, um, the thing about Pixar, which is interesting, even though like we've already kind of seen this before in um, another movie, it doesn't matter because Pixar will do something different and interesting with it mm-hmm. as long as it's not um, about a dinosaur. That's just, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I really, as much as like this trailer, it's it started off I'm like, well, I'm not sure. It won me over at the end, as all Pixar trailers do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still excited to see this. Do you think it was because... Uh... Because it's a Hispanic family, like I don't, I don't know if I connect with this, and then it kept, <laughs> then it kept going, and it was dope. <laughs> it was more about a guitars. I don't like guitars. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, at first when you were playing, when you were playing it before, I'm like, did they make an animated Desperado? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah, just a little kid. Little I would love to see that baby that would be Desperado. Great. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this? Are you are you a big Pixar fan? I don't I I tend to. I have nephews and nieces. They're a little older, like teenagers now. So I was in that last that chunk where I would go see them all. Right. Um. I, I want to say Big Hero Six is the last one I went and saw like in the theaters with them. Right. Um, but I I do enjoy them. I I didn't get to see I didn't see Inside Out all of it. I saw like part of it on a plane and I fell asleep, uh, just because <laughs> I was I was kind of sad. 
Uh, and, <laughs> that movie, uh, yeah, that's, it'll that make that movie, you, it'll you make, make you so it. sad yeah. for sure, man. Because uh, you're like, oh, that's that's inside of me right now. And then you're on a plane and you're mm-hmm. just either flying to or from some gig, and you're like, oh, yeah. what am I doing? Mm. It's very rough. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, you, I enjoy. You need your control panel upgraded. <laughs> I I think that they're 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 the ones who are really good about putting that layer for kids and that layer for yeah. adults. Like always, Expert, even from going yeah. back from Toy Story and yep. all you know, all their first mm-hmm. endeavors. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the thing that I I don't know much about this mythology of the Day of the Dead, so I'm intrigued to sort of see the mm-hmm. the Disney kid version interpretation of it along with the layer for the adults. Yeah. So that looks intriguing to me. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. The, the one thing I don't like about Pixar, Pixar is they ushered in the era of uh, only famous people do movie voices. Like, yeah. I feel like before them, it was like you just ha- could have, like, a dope voice and just, like, kill animation right. work. And then, like, now, like, literally it's every animated person is a famous person that is just talking that voice. I know. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, they, their explanation is, oh, we need these big people to do the – the PR, the marketing for it, because they, they get big interviews. But uh, which I'm I, not buying it. I'm no. not buying it because it's uh, you know these are giant marketing campaigns of animation where uh, kids don't give a shit. No, they don't. They and the parents whose whose kids you, when your kids go that looks cool, daddy. You're not going, but but it didn't have yeah, it didn't have Brad Pitt in it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Despicable Me three. Uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I, I've never gotten these movies. I never, never watched. I've never I, seen them. I, I've, yeah. I haven't liked either one of them, including the spinoff Minions one. I've seen all of them. Uh, I thought, well, maybe I'm missing something. Um, if I see this one, it will be the fourth one for me. I can't imagine it's gonna change my mind. Well, how is it? How has it landed for your kids? Do they like these movies? They, you know what's interesting? They like them, but they don't love them. They're mm. not like they're they're like almost like. Uh, um, just filler for in between the Disney and Pixar movies that come out. And it's like, all right, well, this will tide me over until the real animated movie comes out. Like, these aren't, quote, destination movies for my kids. Right. Right. They're like the the movie that you wait at until the one you want to see comes on. Interesting. Uh, so... <laughs> But I, I'll tell you, it's you know I love Steve Carell. I mm-hmm. think he's hilarious, and just the, these movies have never made me laugh. And I just I, I don't I, I I get the appeal with the kids and the minions because it's bright and colorful and fun. But they're just they're not in the same league as these other ones as yeah. Pixar and Disney. All right. DVD, sing. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough that not feeling well that day, so I got to avoid seeing this movie. Yeah, I, didn't <laughs> I, I missed Sing. Um, did you see Sing with any nieces and nephews? No, no, no. I have no interest in like that type of movie. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like. They're of the age now. I'm trying to pull them into like good, like just good films. So, oh like, yeah, I got them to watch like Goodfellas like nice. last time I was home. So I'm trying to like pull them into that because I feel like they're at that the age cinematic where, like, education. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Good. That's, You're doing that, God's work. That's Thanks, good man. uncling. <laughs> it's God's work. Getting the kids uh, to watch Goodfellas. Assassin's Creed. Um, no one thought this movie was going to be good except a few of you on Twitter. You were wrong. Uh, <laughs> You I know, think they were just diehard yeah, gamers who just yeah, didn't want yeah, to accept I get the it. Fact you know, the games are fun. Do you th- ha- that leads to the question, has there ever been a good video game movie? Probably not. Wow. You know what? Here's the thing. Every once in a while there'll be like a guilty pleasure, like uh but you can't use the word really good for any of these mm. movies, but like the first Mortal Kombat was fun 
but uh, it was not a good movie. Me and my buddy, uh, we were literally just talking about that at a barbecue Sunday, how like if they tried to make that movie now, it would probably yeah. be super dope because this yeah. is the right era to be campy. Yes. Right. Like uh-huh. that wasn't tr- like that and like Street Fighter and that whole era, right. they weren't trying to be campy. No. They, no. Just, <laughs> they just, they were kitsch. Yeah, they, they yeah, They came yeah. off on the opposite side. And, and oh man. And out of the 30 Resident Evil movies that were made, like there was two or three that were just fun. Yeah. Fun. yeah. And they weren't, I wouldn't even tie those to the game at all. Uh, Honestly, yeah. like yeah. they're just not really. Uh, what game do you? What video do you play? Video games? Like what video game would you want to see as a movie? Last of Us, for mm. sure. And but it was it's one of those movies that has been in development hell forever. They haven't been. Sam Raimi was supposed to direct it, oh, and it just it just hasn't gotten anywhere. Fallout Boy looks cool. Uh, that looks like a cool video game. The, Fallout. Oh, yeah. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, Fallout looks good. The other one is Fallout uh, a Final Fantasy yeah, Fallout Seven would be a dope. Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, if Final Fantasy like they make those movies every once in a while, but they have nothing to do with the games and they're yeah. awful. Uh, but the other one would be also uh, Uncharted. Mm. Now they said Sony is supposedly fast tracking that, but I don't know. But that's like that would be our new Indiana Jones. So that would be a really fun, cool uh, movie. Uh, but yeah, again, we'll see if video they ever games get made. have become so. Uh, they're so good. Like why cinematic with within themselves? I know. Yeah, like that new Zelda's. I, I've been watching my buddy play it at his house on the Nintendo Switch, and it's just like this game is amazing. It looks, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, like well, I'm in the movie now. Why do I need to watch it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's literally mm-hmm. like an animated film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, um, live by uh, night. Like, yeah, this was the uh, Ben Affleck movie wow. that they had such high hopes for that no one saw. It had such a low rating. It was. It was just was apparently. I didn't see it, but apparently it was awful. Aaron saw it. What were your thoughts, Aaron? It's okay. Mm. It's not horrible. Now the I mean, trailer it's... showed nothing but shooting. Was there more than shooting in the movie? There's more than shooting, but this starts out with Ben Affleck's Boston accent, which is kind of annoying, mm. and then. Uh, uh, but it's not bad. How ultimately. did it fall it's, short? Why did it? Because it, it, at first it seemed like they were they were grooming this thing to be an Oscar pick. So what happened? His, yeah, bro- I mean, his brother blew him out the water. <laughs> <laughs> yes, There's some of that. I mean, there's a, there's a pretty good cast in it, and it's it's a period drama. It's in like the 20s and 30s. It had all the earmarks of like, ooh, but right. like didn't. Like yeah. it, it, they were, it was like this was going to be his road to perdition. It probably yeah, didn't have a point like of view. I feel like it just had things <laughs> Maybe happen. Maybe it still was. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it still was. Well, it's weird. I mean, it is the first Ben Affleck movie that's not nominated for an Oscar, which is crazy. Geely. G- oh. No, directed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, that's, start rattling well, that's off the thing, because I was watching. That's why I dropped on, out of Batman. <laughs> it, it, it's curious to, to hear this, because I watched The Accountant on the plane uh, coming back uh, Sunday, and it's okay I know you saw The Accountant, Chris. Uh, I think you're being generous. Yeah. But okay. It's not that great. And then this this uh, Live by Night didn't do well. And I'm like, what happened? Is he because he, he did The Town, Argo, <laughs> and uh, Gone Baby Gone, and Gone, Gone Baby, Baby Gone. Gone, and it was just all like, great movies. All great movies, and you're like, holy shit, he's on fire. And then now well, maybe William Goldman was really the one directing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot. That happens a lot with like rappers. Like their first few albums will be really like good, but then the farther they get from the struggle, and the more they get into the success, their just their perspective just isn't as valid. 
Is it once when they run out of shit to say? That might be. That's interesting because when he did Gone Baby Gone in the town, it was like he was fighting so hard to get away from these just pretty boy movies, mm-hmm. and no one was respecting him as a director, so he had to fight it. He went back and shot these movies, these somewhat low budget ish, and then when he got Argo, everyone was like, "Boy, can he do a movie outside yeah. of Boston?" And the Argo was great, and he was in it too. And he was in it. You know, the other thing about artists too is they need time to recharge. Like mm-hmm. it's also fine. You yeah, know, little- you could. You could take a year or two off and, you know, just really do something you're passionate about. You don't have to churn out a movie every year. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, this is this is by the same author as Gone Baby Gone. And, um, I mean, there's also, you could look at his private life as, you know, he's been going through sort of a divorce, which may not be happening now. Right. Yeah, he got caught cheating on his wife, and that got public, and that blew up, and they're trying to work out the relationship. I feel like if you're famous, you're just going to cheat on your wife, man. <sighs> I don't know. It's, I don't know what. I think it's so weird because a lot of celebrity couples and families really stay together. It's so it's it's, you know boy they really bucked the trend. It seems impossible. Like there's a 55 percent divorce rate with regular people in America. Yeah, I can Mm -hmm. imagine the pressures of you know being on a a set and you know being a celebrity. The celebrity, and I'm not excusing this, but just. If you're, but like with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, was that surprising to anyone really that I, that eventually was going to happen? I mean, this and also too, like you know, you're you're Ben Affleck. You have women throwing like the most beautiful women in the world are just throwing throwing other beautiful women at, at you. you at the same time. <laughs> so it's just like, and that's not like that. I don't excuse that because mm-hmm. you know why did you get married if you're going to cheat on your wife? You like know, you knew that was going to happen. He, here's here's also the the problem with that. No relationship can survive being apart for long long right. periods mm-hmm. of time. Like when you're off shooting a movie for eight months or whatever, and your family's back home, that that is it, it's very difficult to maintain that you know right. family. Uh, bond because you're you're it's literally not there. Yeah. So that also puts a large strain on a marriage and a family for sure. Also, I wouldn't know. Hire... I uh, I was on the road forty weeks a year and then got a divorce. <laughs> hire ugly nannies. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> the other thing. That's the other thing, man. I, I'm telling hire you, if I was nanny. that in that position, and 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 I, and there was like we're interviewing nannies, I'd be like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't Start want. Start a company, Mangly, Mangly <laughs> I Nanny. I don't want you anywhere near me. I mean, me. It, it didn't stop Schwarzenegger. No. But, you know, it, it'll stop most people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire a hot nanny. I wouldn't hire some ripped pool boy. I'll I just, wouldn't let any of that. I just won't have the money to hire anybody. So you just, that's just, such a just, great Just, just trust that I'll be broke and be with you, girl. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Miss um, um, Sloan. Yeah, no, Miss Sloan. This is the uh, gun control uh, movie that uh, right. another one that had like high hopes for like Oscars and never really. Uh, yeah, really, on. Jessica Chastain, yeah. big Oscar um, lineup, and uh, you know, it just it didn't just kind of fizzled. Now, do you think the NRA like to like tanked it? I don't know. Do you because, think the power be, stretches that far? Because there wasn't even like that, like those giant press releases of NRA boycotts movie mm-hmm. or anything. It was just kind of quiet. Interesting. So I don't, I don't know if anything uh, my really guess, happened. I don't know. Not, I don't put that past the NRA at all. Mm-hmm. But my guess is this, and I haven't seen it. My guess is it just, if a movie with Jessica Chastain. I mean, this is this is Oscar bait. Yeah. You know what I mean? The those 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 lefties over there. But no one bit it. No, no one bit. Yeah, bit it. yeah no, that's true. Maybe it just wasn't. It didn't have. Sometimes bait isn't tasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if it had some big screenings at some big festivals that people didn't like, jump to their feet and applaud it, 
Then there's that like, mm-hmm. they just kind of like, no one's going to bad mouth it in those circles, but they're not going to get behind it. No. Right? That's my guess. So uh, one of the things I want to mention for the uh, site spotlight is the uh, CJ's review of Raw. We've been talking about the, this movie for uh, a couple of weeks. I still I'm afraid to see it just because it's so graphic. But it's the one about the vegetarian student that is, oh, right. is hazed into eating uh, uh, meat and then uh, basically develops cannibalism. But again, it Whoa. goes back to that. That's uh, a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> that yep. would have been awesome. Yeah, but it happened at Berkeley. And thank God it wasn't a found footage movie. <laughs> uh, but but it was. It goes back to like just some interesting, weird creepiness that's happening in indie horror that studio horrors just simply aren't doing. So mm. you can check that out. And, but it's also it's a coming of age sexual awakening story too uh, with cannibalism. <laughs> Right. So it, it's all those things that a studio exec either A, wouldn't get, or go, we're never greenlighting this. Yeah. So for those reasons alone, it's worth checking out. Um, now, premiering this week, we have... Um, Saban's uh, not, Power Rangers. Yes, not a lot of choices. Uh, Saban Power Rangers. Now, I will say, this movie from the trailer looked like there was a more of a budget in this movie than all the seasons of Power Rangers combined. Mm. It really seems times ten. Yeah, times ten. So it really looks like this is like, no, we're gonna we're gonna take this seriously and really make a good Power Rangers movie. Now I will say we I have an eight year old son and when a Power Rangers trailer comes out with um martial arts, um aliens, monsters, giant mechs that are shaped like dinosaurs fighting, it's like catnip. Yeah. It's pretty much, that's it. He's mm. on board. Although my 12-year-old daughter wants to see it too. So I think this is another one that's going to be huge, and kids are just going to drag their parents to go see this movie this yeah. weekend. Um, I think the first of the worst movies of the year is also coming out this weekend, Chips. Um, oh every trailer I see, it looks worse and worse and worse and worse. I think Dax Shepard, uh, somebody... Uh, he should be thanking somebody that he got to write and direct this movie because it looks like it will be the last one he gets to write and direct. Um, it is absolutely horrifying. I can't. I. I. Do I, you do you think it could have been good? Like yes. just hearing Chips is a sure. movie. I'm like, mm. it, again, so does many... it goes back to do you need to make this movie? Oh, right. No, because uh, it's not an he, original here, here's idea. Why, here's why I think you could, because when you look at a movie like uh, 21 Jump Street, which mm-hmm. took kind of the formula, turned it on its ear a little bit, and made fun of the fact like how dumb the premise was, and uh, you know, and you put Ice Cube and his guys yelling at uh, right. Channing Tatum and. Uh, um, uh, what's the other guy? The other famous actor, <laughs> uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, and, and so there is a way to make it funny, postmodern, more interesting. Mm-hmm. Every single uh, high school stereotype and trope they turned on here. So there is something you could do here. Yeah, uh, this is just a series of dick jokes, and that's and gay, that's what homophobic made, dick jokes. Yeah. Like there's like there's, there's so this would have killed it in like the early two thousands, late. 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it yeah. feels like. And and can you imagine? This is what they had. They put in the trailer. Can you imagine um, the stuff Oof. that? Ooh, that's so bad we can't even put in the trailer it's funny because like i liked actually i think he's i think he's funny i've seen him do some good stuff and he's funny and when yeah. you, he's very funny and when you hear like oh he's gonna direct this i'm like oh cool but then the trailer it's like i get one gay joke in the trailer but right. there's like four or five in a mm. two three minute trailer mm-hmm. it's like okay i get it like are these guys just gonna end up blowing each other by the end of the movie like because just like, that would be the best meet cute if that's really what, what happened. <laughs> if that's how it. If ends. that's their thing, all right, yeah. cool. Uh-huh. But this is, I don't know, and I, I just, it, 
when I see the trailer, I think like you, Ramon, I'm like, why did they even make yeah. this? What's the point? Do Do you think that like um, fuck, you just said something? Oh, like they like how long did it take for this movie to make? Because maybe like I I feel like this is happening a lot now, especially with like the there there's that. Uh, that type of older white comic who's kind of like offensive and like like a Vegas rat, like you know what I'm right. saying, like gets around and like does things the way they do them very aggressively, maybe this similar style of chips type of humor. But now people are receiving it completely different under this presidency and under like just the way culture shifting is just people are just like, nah. I, I think I think you, there might be some truth to that because that is – uh, there's such a backlash to this new presidency now that like activism is way on the rise and everything. So anything and maybe maybe it'll go too far and people get way too mm-hmm. too sensitive and it'll be like that early '90s PC that got out of hand. Yeah. But I don't know. That could be a good point because this this again. I, you're right. You made such a good point. I felt like. I think either way, no one's gonna like this no movie. One's gonna like yeah. This movie. <laughs> I don't see it doing well. I yeah. mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't see this like it feels like that movie The Interns. Yeah, that or like, the Owen Wilson Vince Vaughn movie yeah. that came out a couple years ago. That and they the, just, they, it, I feel like they take the uh, Razzie the Awards ingredients that used to work and like well, we can just yeah mix right. them up, mix them up exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the ingredients from 1998 to yeah. 2000, and they're making that ah, this will this will crush. And it's like after this weekend, the Razzie Awards will have one less slot. Mm. <laughs> That's just, this is this is it. Uh, now the next movie, Life. This is a great movie if you can't wait for the next Aliens movie to come out. Right. This is uh, pretty much you're like, well, it's this is kind of like romancing the stone mm. when you're waiting for uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'm really watching the trailer. Like. I like, uh, I like um, Jake Ellen Hall. I like Ryan Reynolds, especially since Deadpool. I like the concept of you know alien life that. Doesn't like humans. Doesn't like humans. <laughs> um, but it is, you're right, it is very hard to not go, oh, the original Alien movies. Right, yeah. And now we're getting a new one this summer. So mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know. It was like when Hancock came out before one of the Dark Knight films. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I, we'll see. I, I think it'll be a good movie, but I uh, again, I don't think it's going to, like Romancing the Stone carved out a niche. Right. But I don't think this isn't a genre you can really carve out a niche Right, think, right, right. At least not, not right now. I think it'll be something I'll watch on the road or on a on a plane. It'll yeah. be on a plane oh, okay. for sure. Like it's definitely formulaic within what it's doing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, all right. I think that's our that's that our program. Our, that is our show. Now we want to talk to you guys about the uh, the Patreon. You guys have been very. Uh, generous and very supportive and we really thank you guys like you said you're helping us dig out of a giant hole that earbuds duck us into and you're helping us expand operations and make more content for you guys we want to do two two spoiler apps a month we are almost halfway to that first goal you guys have been great and a lot of you have also been saying why don't you do a patreon you say spend twenty dollars a year in the store but i've already bought what i want now this is another way you can do it. It's like $2 a month, $1 a month. Look, it, that little bit still helps. And some of you went uh, off the reservation and did $3 a month. You uh, didn't even pick a tier. You're like, screw this. I'm going to do my own number. Mm. We're perfectly okay with that as well. <laughs> if you well, guys, guys want to pick your number that we didn't do, that is perfectly fine as well. Go $3 rogue. Yes. Yeah, go three. Go $3 rogue. No, but- Hashtag $3 rogue. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are awesome, man, and thank you. You know, it's it's been that you're backing this, and of course, we're still 
There's still some more Kickstarters. We're getting them out as, as quickly as we can. And some of yes. you have been, we got an email from someone who was like, hey, I run my own business. I understand. And so, guys, thank you for being patient. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Like, you know, at the end of the month, when you run a small business, he was saying, like, yeah, sometimes you got to pick which bills you're going to pay and which you have to push. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're getting the Kickstarter rewards out as soon as we can. They go out every week. They're just going out in smaller batches than we would like just because of our budget. That's right. all, you know, that's all it is. It's not, we're not just sitting I... on a bunch of postage going, fuck it. <laughs> Let's build a fort out yeah. of these DVDs. <laughs> But and you guys that have gotten them, and that when you post the photos about and the the tweets and all that stuff about hey, I got my my DVD or whatever. That's so it's so cool. It means uh, so much to us. Uh, so thank you, um, Ramon. Where can people find you on the internet? Stand up comedy dates. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, people can check me out online. Blazer Ramon B L A Z E R R A M O N dot com, and also that's my Instagram and Twitter handle. Uh, I'm, I'll be in LA for the next few weeks. Saturday, I'm doing uh, Midnight Merriment at the Roxy with Ron Funches, which is like comics in the audience are encouraged to dress fancy like old-timey Hollywood. Oh, cool. Um, I do a show Thursdays at the Hollywood Improv called Comedian You Should Know. It's every Thursday at 10. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm hitting the road. I'm going to Denver in May. I'm going to be back in Cleveland in April. You're from Cleveland originally. I'm from right? Cleveland originally. So I'm going back. I'm headlining uh, Hilarities on uh, April 12th and then uh, doing a radio tour over the weekend, visit my family. And then in the next few months, I'm hitting Denver, San Francisco, San Diego. And then in June, I'm headlining Caroline's in New York on the 6th. So nice. If anyone wants to come and get high with me, that would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, quite an invitation. It is quite an invitation. Mm -hmm. I might take him up on that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I will be doing a uh, four-show two-island tour this week to Oahu and Ooh. the Big Island of Hawaii, which cool. is awesome. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a, It'll be cool. A little surfing, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I might. I don't know. Is there surfing in Hawaii? Mm, I'm going to see. There's a few. That might be. If there's a, a if few there, waves. If there's waves, waves. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. They surf a lot there? I'm yeah. going to check it out. <laughs> it sounds fun. Are you going to stay a little extra? I'm going to say a little extra. Nice. Um, Treat yourself, man. Come on. Yeah. Do it. Do it yeah. for the kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll Just be. Just don't go to the wrong place. They'll beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Chris is giving me uh, surf advice. Surf advice. Thank you, Chris. I'll try not to uh, be a howly kook and get my ass whooped at the wrong break. Um, I always surf with locals. I always got locals who hook me up. I'm always like, it's cool if we go to this break. Are you sure? It's yeah. totally cool if we go to this break. Are there like street toughs in the water? Oh, for for real, really? yeah. The North Shore of Oahu, like mm. there's certain like the pipeline and stuff like that. I mean, I could never surf those ways; they're way beyond my ability. But I've heard like certain breaks, don't wow. just don't mess with it. You gotta like have a certain kind of board. You need a permit. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> no, yeah. Well, you need to be Hawaiian. <laughs> That's the permit you need to have. <laughs> you need to not be a white dude yeah. <laughs> from the mainland. You gotta That's have what respect you need. in these waves, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll be doing that, and then uh, got some other shows, and of course, let's uh, watch the political vigilante on YouTube. And uh, the uh, project I was working on, the Alton Wright and Friends show, has relaunched on Kickstarter. It's been a very modest uh, goal. They're looking for five thousand dollars. Uh, it's basically a, a hard right talk show host that is now being played by Bill Dwyer, our favorite, nice. uh, one of our favorite comedians. And it is on Kickstarter right now. It's really funny. It's basically a hard right talk show host who uh, runs a show out of his garage and interviews only local 
people in politics. Cool. So uh, it's at Kickstarter right now. Definitely check it out. The Alton Wright and Friends show. It only has to get to five grand. So if you can throw a couple bucks its way to get it going, that would be great. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. This is episode 362. Thank you once again to the Ramon Rivas, the second coming. Thank and you. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first. And thank you to Aaron and ATC.